Welcome to BNB with Ellie, Biohacking and Beyond, the podcast where we dive into the incredible world of self-healing and mind-body connection using biohacking and lessons from Germanic New Medicine. Good day, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us in this episode with my very special guest. I'm a little bit starstruck as I am a fan of her work, and we met at Dave Asprey's Biohacking Conference in Pasadena. This was back in 2016 when I was in the middle of my Bulletproof coaching course. She had a light therapy booth there, and I was inspired by her wisdom, her vision, and craft, and I'm so excited to bring this information to our local audience. Let me introduce who she is. She's an international award-winning artist, an engineer, an Eastern medicine physician, visionary pioneer, inventor and expert in the science of color light therapy, flow state for optimal health, creativity, and anti-aging. Welcome, Leanne Venier. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Ellie. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Leanne, could we start with your origin story? I mean, we could go way back to childhood if that helps paint the picture of the brilliant Leanne that we have in the here and now. <laughs> Thank you for the wonderful introduction and the you know, glowing praise. My origin story. Yeah, I guess the one constant throughout my life is people have seen, you know, this disparate background that I have and an idea of what that's like. But the one constant throughout my life, or I guess a couple of them, is I have always been interested in natural healing. I've been, I came out of the womb very non-pro-pharma. <laughs> so I came from a pill popping family where there was a lot of trauma and stress in my household. And I, from a very early age, when my mother would even try to give me children's aspirin or something like a sore throat or who knows what, I would just, you know, say, talk to the hand, mom. No, <laughs> I literally wouldn't let her give me children's aspirin. I'm like, I'm not taking that. My body will fix itself. So whatever wisdom I came into this lifetime with, I've always been very much nature, the healing energies of nature. I spent copious amounts of time outdoors to deal with the ongoing stress in my household. But I was, I always looked to nature and natural healing for dealing with anything that would come up. And literally, you know, the polar opposite of everybody else in my family, though. things like codeine, where I, cause I grew up in Canada and you could get codeine over the counter. So we always had large bottles of codeine in my house. So <laughs> amazing to come from that background. But so that, and the other, the other thing that's been a constant throughout my life with all the iterations that I've gone through is that I love learning and I love learning and connecting the dots between dis disparate fields of study or information and then sharing my knowledge. So I've been doing that as long as I can remember. Anytime I discover some cool thing about whatever topic it might be, I always want to tell friends, family members and share that knowledge. So those two constants are pretty much that in my business and everything that I'm doing with my global teaching and helping people. And when I learn something or I connect the dots, because for me, it's very easy to see the connections between things. And I realized as I got older that not everybody sees those connections. So piecing things together and then explaining things in a cohesive manner so people can understand them. I started off, I was very good in math and science and also equally good at right brain creativity and things like that. But because I grew up in a small town in Northern Ontario where women basically were expected to, you know, 
get married and start having children. And I'm like, no, I want to do more with my life than that. So I decided to become an engineer when it was an extremely unusual thing for women to even be entering into engineering at the time. So I went to Knoll Engineering University, Michigan Tech, where there was like one female for, I forget what the number, like every 12 males, there's one female or something, some ridiculous number. So I chose to study engineering because of my, you know, interest in math and science and wanting to do something that was atypical for females um, at the time. But I also quickly learned after graduating from university and I worked for Lockheed among other things. When I was designing submarines for Lockheed, I realized I don't really like working in the corporate realm and I don't like working in this engineering environment where everybody, you know, the majority of people see black or white without any shades of gray or without any possibility for any kind of creative expansion or looking at things a completely different way. So I left that career, moved to Italy for seven years and studied all kinds of alternative healing modalities while I was there because I had a phenomenal vast resource of like, which I had to learn Italian to be able to read all the books there because nothing was <laughs> in English. But um, yeah, so I spent seven years studying all these alternative healing modalities, starting with herbology and then moving progressively more from the physical body into the subtle energy realm working with plant energies and medicine, but not just the physical plants, the energetic aspects. And then things like, you know, how homeopathy works or um, Bach flower remedies, and moving into that and then moving into more pranic healing energy medicine and kind of just going above the physical body and always with an interest in the psychological connection with illness. So that's, that's kind of another lifelong awareness and integrating that into all of my healing work. Um, so I started, I started working with patients. I ended up coming back to the States to go back to school for Eastern medicine, Zen Shiatsu acupuncture. And then I had a healing practice working with cancer patients while I was in British Columbia. I've moved around a fair amount. So, yeah, um, did, yeah. but I, so I went from engineering to Eastern medicine well, to alternative healing, to Eastern medicine, throughout all of this, working with patients and clients. And then I decided to move back to Austin where I had lived. That was where I studied Eastern medicine before moving to British Columbia to finish my studies up there. I chose to move back to Austin, Texas. And that was where needing to kind of recharge my own batteries, I decided to take a beginner painting class because I wanted to be able to get into flow state and the zone. I, I trained as a classical pianist as a child, but I didn't have a piano at the time. So I couldn't play piano. I couldn't do any of that. So I was like, I want to be able to get into this pure flow state. <laughs> I know it's like, I, I, it's just this, it sounds like, it, and it seems very disparate, like, you know, okay, you went from engineering to also yeah. feeling living in it, coming back to the States, studying Eastern medicine. And then I start painting and, but that's, it's such an integral part of what I'm doing now, the painting becoming, a, so I take this beginner painting class, discover how to use color to get in, to get catapulted into flow state. So I'm creating these paintings as a beginner painter that are beyond, you know, what my capabilities should have been because I wasn't really creating them. I'm just channeling. And I started getting international recognition without like any effort I put up. I had like five or six images of my paintings on a website and I started getting contacted by international curators, wow. international design magazines, wandering to, wanting to feature featured yeah. artists. Like, and this was all 
very uncanny how all of this happened. And then when people would see my paintings, they would have these very strong emotional and physiological responses to the paintings, the colors in the paintings. So then I would, they would say, oh my God, I can't stop staring at your red paintings or your blue paintings or your teal paintings, whatever color it was. And then I would say, oh, well, if you're really strongly drawn to that color, it might mean you have this going on in your body and this going on in your life. Because of all the things that I'd studied and connected yeah. the dots, I could tell when people had an imbalance in their energy system, they would crave certain colors that would help to bring them back into balance. So I would tell people when I'm on this in these conversations, as they're having this like, oh my God, I can't, I feel like this is just food for my soul. And they'd go, oh my God, that's exactly what's going on in my body in my life. How do you know that? And I'd be like, because I can tell where what, what's out of balance based on the color energies that you're craving and the colors that you're drawn to. So that's how Catalytic Color, the name of my website came about right. because it's a, the color, the paintings were a catalyst for all of the stuff that I ended up teaching about. And, so, I, and I did see a lot of your work in the biohacking conference, but it was more of light, your photobiomodulation devices. But going into your website, you'll see that there's like a slew of artwork of what you've done and the commissioned artwork that you've done for corporate as well. This yes. is healing art. And it's always been on my wish list, Leanne, to, you know, order some of the paintings, the actual paintings, and maybe also even the prints and place them here. Instead, what I did was mm -hmm. I just had paintings of colors. Basically, you were the inspiration for that. Yeah. And I just placed it on my walls as, right. you know, part of chromotherapy. Yeah. But, but the real, um, mm -hmm. I, I'm just so interested in how you went from engineer and then to, you know, all these Eastern healing arts and why Italy of all places? Why did you choose Italy of all places for the, you know, one would think of China or Bali or India or things of that nature, but why Italy? Well, because I had visited a few times prior to that with traveling around Europe and that was, there was Italy in general and then some parts of France where like, I just felt like I'm home. This is where I felt energetically. I felt, I hadn't felt that kind of connection or resonance with my own energy body anywhere else, whether it was growing up in Canada, California, or the number of places that I had lived. So when I first visited Italy, it was like, oh my God, I could feel like literally my whole energy system came alive. When I was getting very burned out in the engineering realm, feeling just more and more depleted, that was, it's a longer story about how the universe kind of, you know, pushed me in that direction. I really wanted to move there the very first time that I visited. I traveled around Europe. I'm like, I really want to move here. But then life happened and it was kind of like, okay, well, I got talked into here, take this job and then move to Italy later. So it was, which is phenomenal because the job that I ended up doing gave me all these life skills that I needed for what I you know, needed to do for having my own business ever since then. So it was an important role. But then as so often happens, we kind of like push our dream to the back burner and then it's so easy for it to stay on the back. Burner. But right. I ended up taking another trip. I was I was taking a break from engineering, decided to go, okay, I'm going to go back into engineering. And then, but I was dreading it. I was like, just with every cell of my being, I was like, I don't want yeah. to like, but I'm like, what else can I do? Because that's, you know, what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got, I, I decided I'm going to take another trip around Europe. 
I'm just going to spend a few weeks traveling by myself around Europe, my favorite places that I've been spent a significant amount in Italy again. And then literally, as I was getting on the plane to go back to the United States, where I already had an engineering, a couple of engineer, very good engineering job probabilities lined up. And just knowing that, oh my God, I'm going to go back into this life that I know that I don't like, and it makes me feel depleted. And um, I got super sick. I stepped on the plane and I like my whole system like shut down. I couldn't, I like had a high fever. I couldn't talk. It was just like instant. I get to my seat and then I start getting just perfect (laughs) psychosomatic illness where it's like my body's going, you don't want to be doing this. So I get back to, I get back to California and I'm in bed sick for 10 days. I was sick. I had never been that sick in my life. I even, despite all the, you know, problem liver dysfunction, blah, 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 that I'd had from that traumatic childhood, which is now completely healed, by the way. I'm like, I'm, I, I, I was in bed, like literally in bed. I had a friend that was coming and bringing me food. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, this was the flu, and it was getting it was no. Like, it was like, like this. It wasn't a. It was kind of, I, I guess, kind of like. But I couldn't. I lost my voice. I couldn't talk. It was just everything was shutting down. But I'm, and then it was turning into bronchitis, which I'd never had. <laughs> It was just getting downwards. I know exactly. Yeah, you know how like in terms of Germanic new medicine, I know exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. It's a a territorial fear. Uh, sort of mm-hmm. like a speechlessness, powerlessness conflict, and you resolved it. Mm-hmm. The resolution is bronchitis or, you know, like the flu, what they call the flu. So you resolved uh-huh. it. It was a conflict going in your body. Well, I went, what came out, you resolved it. Yeah. So it, it was turning into bronchitis and this, I wasn't doing Western medical doctors or anything like that. So this is just me like laying in bed, like slowly dying. And I'm not going <laughs> to go get some drugs or whatever, which is just, I knew, I knew it was my psyche talking to me. So, so I, I get out of bed at one point. I like, finally, I'm like, I just, I have to take control back to control, like, and, and take back my own power and not be doing, not be making decisions and doing things that I really don't want to be doing. So what I, I, I got out of bed and I, I knew it's like, I want to move to Italy. I was looking through, I had this Tuscany cookbook that I would look at every once in a while and I would just be like, oh, so I, I made the decision. I didn't do anything else. I just decided I'm going to move to Italy and I get back in bed because I'm still feverish and sick. And, you know, I, I get back in bed. I wake up the next day and all the symptoms were gone. I was like, I was about um, 95% better. I got on the, I got on the phone that day or the computer or whatever. I, however, I booked my, I can't remember how I booked my flight, but I booked a ticket to Italy for five weeks later. Cause I thought that would give me enough time because I had to sell all my stuff. I had a beautiful car. I was renting, fortunately, so I didn't have to deal with getting rid of real estate, but got rid of all of my stuff, except my two cats, uh, some of my belongings that I, it was crazy trying to sell all my stuff and get rid of everything or like give it away (laughs) even and just kind of close out my life in California and get on that plane to move to Italy. But I did. I know this is cheesy, but do you, did you ever watch that movie under the Tuscan sun? She kind of did the same thing. I, yes, I did. Yes, I did. It was, I actually read that book. I think I read the book first and then I watched. Yes, it was very it, similar. It's just like you just, this is what I have to do. Yeah, I was calling to her and it was like speaking to her, like, you know, you got to stay here. I guess yes, when you yeah. receive that call and it's unmistakable, you have to follow your nose. You just have to follow it. Otherwise, yeah. your body is going to, you know, well, yeah. all sorts of havoc and tell you, no, 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 don't go there, which is exactly what it did. Right. Our bodies are so wise. 
I know. And I see, I, that's what I would see so often in my own healing practice afterwards, where it's like people, they have illness and disease and it's like, but they're like, I have this job because, you know, I took this job because it had good medical benefits. It's like, uh, I can tell you, if you took yeah. a job that you loved, you don't need all those medical benefits because the, those medical benefits are a crutch to you. You don't yeah. need them. It's like you can take power over your own health and healing process. You don't need to have like be, people programming is so ingrained. I love that. People yeah. are like, oh, I just I have to have medical benefits. What happens if blah, blah, blah? It's like, oh, my God, focus on what you want to manifest in your life. It's another thing I teach about. It's like create Thanks. whatever reality you want. Um, yes. So. Yeah, which you've done amazing. So <laughs> thank you. I know some of your origin story as well. Like, you know, and the things that, but the things that we come through, you know, it's all part of the learning process. We have to have, the, we have to experience the things that we don't want or some semblance of that to know like, okay, I know that that doesn't work for me. So I'm going to just like get rid of that whole, you know, department of, you know, for me, like working in a corporate realm or engineering or anything like that, that was very stifling. It was just, it was the, it was the pivotal moment where I just kind of made the decision. I'm never doing something in my life again, that I really am not passionate about doing. I have to yeah. be, and it doesn't matter what, is it doesn't matter what the thing is it's like and I get these I call them downloads I get you know intuitive yes, messages me where it's like here you know it's like that's why that's how we're guided you know wherever this infinite wisdom is coming from within ourselves or externally or wherever it does come from following learning to follow that voice because we always know what ultimately is the best for us and it but we do get programmed to not listen to that voice and oh well I need to take this job like I had heavy programming from my childhood you get a good job and then you climb the ladder at that job and then you, you know, it's like you stay at the same company it's like you know all this outdated thinking and and I was never cut out to be an employee like it just it was not part of my programming I've always been a lone wolf I do things the opposite the way everybody else mm. does I don't don't tell me because that's how it's done like that was the thing that would often come up at Lockheed it's like, just do it this way because that's how it's done. I'm like, well, what about this other way? What, have you ever thought about doing? It's like, nope, just stay in the, you know, color between the lines. Don't try to go outside yeah. the lines. Like, it's just not not a good fit for me. Yeah. But it's um, so interesting yeah, so because, you know, you got into engineering. It's so right. It's so left-brained, actually. But you're you're also very strong in the right brain. That we go on our path and there's there's no really mistake in the path. It's, it's sort of like divine right order, divine right timing. So kind of maybe, you know, you, you said that you picked up a a lot of life skills from working in corporate and being an engineer and i think that there are a lot of stuff that you picked up from there that you were able to glean from in order to uh, create what you create now like your the skills that you that you yeah. picked up from there you're able to use in what you're doing now which is really a good marriage yeah. i think what you're doing now is a good marriage between right and left east and west you know mm -hmm. all of that yin and yang all of that yeah you really embody your work and so it's amazing i totally agree and like every experience that we have is another piece of the puzzle like okay what what really makes my heart sing you know what's the but you, and part of it is like okay all those experiences i don't regret any of the experiences or things that i've done or even growing up in the family that i grew up in or any of that because all of it was very formative 
to creating who I am today. So, and a lot of times people get stuck in that, like, you know, they think, oh, poor me, I came from this blah, blah, blah family, or I didn't have this, or I didn't have that. And they get stuck in that mindset, that victim mindset. And instead of using that to empower themselves, they use it to weaken themselves because so, and I, I work with people a lot with that, shifting that mindset. It's like, you have so much power and you just need to take control of your life. It's not about, you get mired in this, oh, well, I had this problem, I had this trauma or whatever, or this thing happened to me. And it's like, think of it in terms of like, all of these are opportunities, they're gifts for you to learn from, learn and grow, instead of being like, oh, this thing happened to me, or I got cancer, or whatever affliction or illness or disease that mm -hmm. West, the Western medical model wants to make you believe that you are a victim of this thing, or it's just this thing descending upon you. And now we're going to medicate you and give you surgeries and you just have to manage it for your life, the yeah. rest of your life. And you take these pills and, and it's a very weakening system instead of letting people understand, which is what I teach. You have complete control of your health. And very much. Like and then also to like to elucidate or to like enlighten that a bit, because I'm a trauma therapist, Leanne, ever since I met you in 2016, mm -hmm. since then I, I focused on on trauma release. And mm -hmm. and of course, with a filter of Germanic new medicine, where we know exactly what ha what mental illness is or how it happens in the brain and why it happens is because mm -hmm. of some sort of distressful life experience. So we talk about childhood trauma which everybody has had because you know child as yes. children our brains are developing and everything is in theta everything is big and mm -hmm. you know one small slap is like a big thing but sometimes right. and and we know that trauma is the only way that the brain upgrades itself in something called constellation so mm -hmm. so somehow if you know everything were hunky-dory just straight lined and everything well you you know you'd be you'd be a, a, a normal nor you'd have a brain that is normal that would just go through life and maybe you'd have a few gifts here and there but the ones that are truly truly gifted because it needs to upgrade in order mm -hmm. to be, to rise above the traumatic experiences are the ones that really experience you know family trauma or childhood trauma in school mm -hmm. or things of that nature and you would say that in a way I'm I am who I am because of what has happened to me and I can't do anything about that but I could look at it as it was planned that way in order for me to collect my gifts or to develop my gifts so that I could be who I am today and I could, you know, accomplish the mission that I need to in this life. And so it had its place. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually take it a step further because I go even beyond that and say that, you know, if you if you understand that when you come into this lifetime, yes. you actually get you get to choose what kind of lessons yes. you want to learn and what kind of you know, experiences you want to have. So all of those traumas, you know, that you interpret as trauma, because sometimes it could be as simple as like, oh, my mother was five minutes late picking me up from the right. school bus stop or something, you know, like, which will be interpreted as, oh, my God, did she like, mm -hmm. yeah, we all have some degree of trauma, whether it's, you know, what somebody else might perceive as trauma, it doesn't matter. It's like the, the, the way that the way that you interpret it. But but again, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I want to have these experiences in this lifetime. I talk about the fact that we're basically, our life is like a movie and we're the writer, the director, main actor, the, the you know, the supporting actors, all of this, we were, and we can change the script anytime we want, but coming in and saying, okay, well, this is my acting role. I'm it. This is what I'm going to do in this lifetime. This is who I'm going to be, or this is ultimately the things I want to experience and learn, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at it from that perspective, it's like, 
I'm the one who chose to be born into that family or have these experiences. And then when you have that realization, you, everything changes the way you look at everything. Interactions that you have with different people, whether they're your family, your parents, or abusers or whatever. But mm. all of that is you see it from a completely different perspective. And it's a perspective of self-empowerment, not victimhood, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you, yeah, I'm sure you see a lot of people, sometimes they, they're choosing to stay in that victim persona because it fulfills them in some way. They get attention or they get a mm. for you. You know, that might be the most attention they get. If I'm the victim, I get a lot of people coming in and saying, for you, or if I say, oh, I have cancer, I have this illness or disease or whatever. Oh, poor you. And it's like, that can be fulfilling and rewarding for people. But until they realize that that's actually weakening you further, every one of yes. those poor yous. And, yeah, um, that's what we call um, a secondary gain or psychological reversal. It's like the upside of the downside. Yeah. And it really keeps people sick. Exactly. And victim exactly. mentality is like, I'm never wrong if I'm a victim. So that's their comfort mm -hmm. zone. Well, and, I, and I, as you all also know the psychology of like being able to say okay i was wrong and made a mistake because mm -hmm. sometimes people dig in their heels it's like well there's no way you know and we saw lots of examples of that over the past three and a half years or however long, yeah three and a half yes. years as you know what i'm talking about but yes, lots yes. of people refuse to like say oh okay maybe i interpreted the situation correctly and all those people that were trying to tell me that i was wrong were right all along so sometimes <laughs> people get so attached to i can't let go of being right about this or you know whether it's their illness also sometimes they're like they study so much. They know all, they've read all these internet articles about their diagnosis and they are experts at under, <laughs> I know the chemistry and I know all the stuff that's happening in my body. And they want to, you know, tell you about all of it in very great detail. And like, I understand the science. So it makes me feel really smart because I can understand the articles. And then I can tell you all about my label and why I have this problem. And it's very rare the, the more rare it is, the more the more attached they become to it. It's like this very rare disease and very few people have it. I'm very, very special. And I can't possibly heal because I have such a rare condition. I know that you've worked with thousands of people that have completely healed from literally anything and everything under the sun, but I can't heal because I have this very rare condition. I just don't think that I can heal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, the, the, the limited belief. I mean... <laughs> But it's, but it's that reversal that you're talking about because it's like, well, they get to say, get rid of the labels. I don't care about your diagnosis. Forget about that. Tell me what you as a human being are experiencing. And I'll tell you what energy systems are impacted and what where the origin of the blockages that's creating all these symptoms, whether or not they fit under your umbrella term, Western medical establishment gives you so you yeah. can become nice and attached to that label, understanding every little diagnosis, yeah. but don't want to know your label. I don't care about your label. I just want to know about what your experience is. And the, the mind is so powerful because it can keep you sick or it can help you, you know, heal and become whole in like seconds. There's this thing called auto-suggestion from Emile Kouet in the 20s or, or mm -hmm. the or 1910s, I forget. But he would just say, he would just tell his patients to say, every day in every way I am getting better and better. 
like 20 times, oh, several times yeah. a day, uh -huh. and they get better mm -hmm. because they believe it. Mm -hmm. And it's something that Moshe Feldenkrais, yeah. one of my mentor's mentors, said when he mm -hmm. had this terrible injury and was bedridden for days and didn't think that he could walk again from soccer, his knee was broken the other way, you know, like against mm -hmm. the joint. Oh, yeah. And oh my God, mm -hmm. it was so painful. He was bedridden and he said that every day and he was able to develop actually his method by being bedridden, saying that and realizing the power of the mind. And then he developed mm -hmm. the Feldenkrais method. But just saying that, plus, you know, plus all of the therapies that you do, the energetic therapies that you do, I mean, it's so powerful. It, yeah, yeah, it is because um, it's, and it's also a thing about repetition, repeating something, because you, you basically are reprogramming your, your limiting belief system by replacing that limiting belief yes. system with a positive affirmation. It has to be you know, present tense, first person, as though it already exists. So, and it's very easy to do. You can only have, you know, one conscious thought in your mind. So it's like, have the positive thought that desire what you want to become and all that, you know, like whether it's, oh, I really want this job or like, oh my God, I'm afraid of losing my job. Mm. You, you focus on what it is that you want and whether it's like, you know, whatever it is, whatever, you know, relationship or, you know, a, business what like anything healing health optimal health it's like creating that belief system and basically reprogramming your mind and then you manifest it so because you start putting that inner thought is energy you start broadcasting that energy you start attracting the things that are going to help you facilitate the reality that you want to manifest and it can be like instantaneous i mean like i've had so many cases of you know i want to make a dramatic shift and it's just a matter of even just keeping that thought, you know, occasionally thinking about it. And then somebody shows up or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody, you know, connects you or you go to, you feel like, oh, I have to go to this store for whatever reason. I don't even know why. And then you meet somebody the way that we're provided with these connections, pretty yeah. fascinating, but it's, it's yeah. all, you know, based in energy, constantly yeah. broadcasting or putting out, Hey, this is who I am, you know, and, and call like energy attracts like energy. So if you're like, I'm victim, victim, you know, like, ah, poor me, poor me, you're going to attract a lot of that. You're going to attract yes. more people that's like, that's it. they're going to keep you in that victim state. And you, you shift that message to I'm, you know, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. Then you start manifesting people that are like in that same frequency in that same vibration that are, that are, have that same positive outlook in that same, you know, I make my life happens. My life doesn't happen mm. to me. I create my life. I, I love it and that, it, and how powerful um recently i heard this where how powerful the mind is you have to be careful about the words because thoughts are things and words materialize them and when you when you keep yeah. praying that oh god please protect me then you're praying for mm -hmm. things that he will need to that god will need to protect you from in other words you're attracting exactly. uh, events yeah. in your life yeah. where you need to be protected from by god mm -hmm. and so if yeah. instead you say thank you for making me feel safe or i feel safe i i'm safe where I am, you know, things like that, then then that's better than please yeah. protect me. So it's so interesting yes, that it's exactly. very nuanced. It is. Well, and if you always think in the terms of like positive, like what do I want to create? Not what do I want to not have? have what do I want to have, have? So even somebody, oh, I want to quit smoking. Well, you don't say I want to quit smoking. You say I have perfectly healthy body and healthy lungs and I make choices that are in alignment with a healthy body and whatever whatever you can make it as concise as you want 
but it's like not, I want to quit smoking or not even I'm a non-smoker because that's a negative word, like a non, yeah. I'm not a non-smoker. I am somebody who makes conscious choices that are healthy in alignment with, you know, having healthy lungs or whatever, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. Um, so it's, it's in the, again, first person present tense as though it already exists. I love it. I love it. And so, I and I know you embody this because looking at your life and, and everything that you've accomplished and you've excelled at everything that you you do, you did or are still doing, I think you really are uh, the mm -hmm. greatest spokesperson for, for this particular concept. So Leanne, why don't you why don't we talk about your education in the five elements theory and, and all of that Eastern what got you into that and how did you integrate it with your engineering expertise? Okay, so the part about coming back to the States to go back for Eastern medicine, I went to a TCM, Chinese medicine school, traditional Chinese medicine, which is essentially post-communist Chinese medicine. It's not the original Chinese medicine. It's the Chinese medicine that was allowed to be practiced after the Communist Party came in, tried to abolish all of Eastern, you know, original Chinese medicine which is all about finding your path and purpose in life. That's what's rooted in five elements. It's kind of like there's a lot of connection with, you know, Jungian in a soundbite. We are here, each of us is here for a reason. And your purpose is to figure out what that, why are you here? And it's not to go, you know, punch a clock nine to five and just be a cog in the million, but rather what is your ultimate purpose and why are you here? What is your divine purpose? What is, you know, what is your, your entelechy, the seed within? That's a Jungian term also, the seed within. So you find the seeds, you know, why, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What is, what are my gifts and what, what am I here to bring to the world because every individual has gifts that they need to it's like a seed you need to water the seed you need to you know let it germinate and then sprout and then turn into a beautiful flowering plant if you don't nourish that seed within then it you know shrivels up and you end up doing these things that you don't want to be doing like corporate job that you hate because you get good medical benefits but <laughs> <laughs> that the purpose basically in a nut like I said in a nutshell that's kind of like we are healthy and happy and flourishing and prosperous as individuals when we figure out what our true path and purpose is and then we follow that true path and purpose and so many people don't when we don't follow our true path and purpose that's when illness and disease dis-ease d-i-s dash e-a-s unease disease sets in and we get a disruption in our energy system and then that energy system problems the deficiencies the weak energy in the energy system the the blockages of energy in the energy system manifest eventually in the physical body all of that said so the when i was studying tcm and i was literally um in clinic training you know i would get the the some of the chinese professors that are trained in traditional chinese medicine side by side with western medicine so this is what they do in china it's it's, it's a very symptom-based approach it's exactly like western medicine except that you're getting a patient in because i what i was seeing in my first year i'm like i've these patients have been coming to the clinic here for you know two years for the same thing and they just keep coming back. It's like, you're not actually helping facilitate healing. You're just keep, you're just a replacement for Western medicine. So they would come in. They're like, you, you get them to come in, tell them what your chief complaint is. You know, well, I'm getting headaches. Okay, well, we're going to treat 
the chief complaint. That's that's TCM. Treat the chief complaint and um, then send them on their way. And you're going to do that through acupuncture, but more more and more of an emphasis being placed on herbology. Give them an herbal prescription, have them take that, and then have them come back in a week, tweak the herbal prescription based on what has changed. And then I'd just be like, yeah, but these you're just sending them in circles. What about like, and I would talk to a patient, I'd be like, when did this problem start? Like within five minutes, I'd get to the root of it. It's like, oh, when does it flare up? Oh, every time I have an argument with my father or my sister or, you know, something. And it's like, well, that's what the connection is. And that, and they, they would always give you clues too, when you're asking them questions and, but they were being trained like to not even, and they, like, they would literally tell me, no, 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 no. Don't ask them about their emotional stuff. Don't it's just like, what's the chief complaint and treat that. That's what you're, your job is to, and like that's Western medicine. Like you're just replacing it with Chinese herbs. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> I left that school, but I did. I had the good fortune that that particular school had Zen Shiatsu. There was a woman who was teaching in Germany and in um, that school, and it was like the full the Zen Shiatsu, the full certified program, is, takes the same amount of time as to become an acupuncturist, like with the clinic training and everything. So, and there were a lot of classes that overlapped. There was a lot like the foundational stuff for acupuncture was the same for the Zen Shiatsu. Zen Shiatsu being like not when you go to a massage therapist and they say that they do Shiatsu. That's like a couple right. of weekends that they study. It's not a, a like a true healing approach. It's kind of like they're basically learning enough to kind of like a Western medical doctor that learns some acupuncture points and they're like, oh, I can do acupuncture. They can stick in some needles into some key point. That's not doing the full acupuncture assessment and treatment. And but again, TCM was teaching the polar opposite of what I wanted to learn. So I ended up leaving that school. After I finished my Zen Shiatsu training, then I went to continue and go to a school in British Columbia that had a five, like a five, it was a five elements focus. And I did a lot of studying with some of the professors there within the, within the structure and then outside additional training. Because for me, it was all about understand the interconnections in the energy system and the color correspondences between the different energy systems, the different colors that are connected to those energy systems and the psychological, the psycho-emotional connection with the energy system. So that's how I can very easily within literally about five minutes, 10 minutes of having a conversation with somebody that's been dealing with one illness and one physical challenge after another, often for decades. And they go from one specialist, Western medical specialist to another. Sometimes mm. they're doing acupuncture, sometimes doing chiropractic, sometimes they're doing all of these things and nothing's ever resolving. And I get on the phone with them because I do pro bono healing consultation, all times invitation only. Um, it's more of an intuitive thing. It's like, here, I'm going to get on the phone with you. And then, okay, we're going to go back. What's the, you know, go back to when did all these problems start? What was the very first thing starting? Oh, when I was a child, I used to have really bad constipation. Or I used to have like terrible headaches or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, now we're going to talk about what was your family birth? What was it, you know, and then can pinpoint exactly where the, the first thing started. And then it's like all of these other things that have manifested throughout the years are just a snowballing, a piling on effect. One blockage then snowballs into more and more problems. And then how the energy system, like one component of the energy system then kind of overflows onto the next one. And then you start having these physical symptoms. It's a like a snowballing effect. They, you know, Western medicine sees them as 10 different problems. And I immediately see all of them are interesting 
interconnected and they mm. all stem from this origin. Your body has been trying to talk to you for many years to address the origin and to allow that trauma come to the surface so you can like let go of it because people people don't realize that they keep things suppressed and squashed down because it's painful to think about that or they rebrand them it's like oh yeah mm. I was from a very happy family and blah 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 but my father was screaming and shouting all the time and hitting my mother it's like 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 do you, like they don't even realize like they've rebranded their their childhood so it fits the story that they want to tell and it's like but then you ask them about detail stuff and it's like Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, but you, I'm sure you know, because you're dealing with people with trauma all the time. So, yeah, but, but I, love, getting... I love it's so intuitive for okay. you, right? You, I mean, you, you picked this up, but my gosh, Leanne, you would love learning, you would love GNM because it's exactly what you're doing. But there's a, um, it, mm -hmm. we know the exact causes of all symptoms, like all cancers, Alzheimer's, wow. even the common rash, a common cold, mm -hmm. COVID the exact psychobiological, in air quotes, emotions behind them. Yeah. And so it, it just kind of, for me, it was like the missing link. It was like, whoa, it made it clear. You could just laser light focus, pun intended, <laughs> laser mm -hmm. light focus yeah. into <laughs> the actual trauma origin. Oh my gosh. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you all the resources and this will, I think this will okay, really cool. come and has your, but yeah, but amazing that, that you already got it, you know, that you got it even before knowing. Well, yeah. And it, because when you connect it and you look at, you look at actual symptoms, whatever the symptoms are, not the label, but the symptoms of what that person is experiencing, because as you know, a label can be like, you might have, there might be 50 symptoms in this label, but you only have. 20 of them but it's enough of those symptoms to put this label on you and i'm like i don't want to know the label because you know where you have all 50 of these symptoms i just want to know by talking about what symptoms they have then i can pinpoint the energy system that is affected or has been affected that creates these blockages in the different parts of the body also wherever the cancer is that like it's not cancer. It's where is the cancer? Do you know what I mean? It's like, because you can have, you know, lung cancer, you can have breast cancer, you can have ovarian cancer, you can have, you know, whatever, liver cancer. It's all relevant, you know, to, yes. it's not the cancer itself. There's not like, okay, well, this cancer right. is, or cancer in general is connected with blah, blah, blah. But right. when you do have something that affects the whole system, that's obviously you've gotten to a pretty high level of disruption is threatening your life because it's like cancer it's not cancer coming in and like because it, it's illogical even to think that you're a victim of cancer cancer is not going to try to kill the host that it's living right. in so um yeah it boils down to you know stuck energy depleted life force energy and high levels of toxins and and yes. you address the psycho-emotional root of where the de deficiency in energy and the blocked energy is coming Oh so. my gosh, you so get it. I love it. And this is all from you. I mean, it's intuitive. It's everything that you embody and teach and all. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no wonder your devices. I mean, I have them. It's, I mean, I do have a mat from Dave. The main uh -huh. photobiomodulation healing device that I have is from Leanne Vignet, Rejuvenator, not, nothing else. And yeah. I've had tons of success stories with them as you have in your community, in our community, the Rejuvenator. Yeah. There's so many testimonials there with animals as I've had also animals come to my uh, and also my my cats mm -hmm. use the rejuvenator talk to us about your discovery of color and flow
closed state and all of that, how it all got into becoming a light engineer therapist healing device. I know. And that's, that goes back to, I'm, I'm doing the painting thing because that is where it all started going out into the world. Because up until that point, it was like me studying and learning, connecting dots and all of that stuff. The culmination came about with me in my own wanting to get into flow and being able to get into that, you know, that zone, which is very healing in itself in the beginning painting class, but then catapulting myself into flow by using the colors that I was craving. I, I discovered early on, I started painting at home because I couldn't get into the zone in class because the teacher would always come around talking and it's like, I can't, you can't, when you're trying to learn how to get into flow, it's like somebody like using language and talking to you pulls you out of flow. So I started painting at home and just kind of got this, download it's like here you know like I'm really I'm going to start mixing up some paint and it, I was working with indigo and violet that day and I just I start mixing it on on my palette and I'm like I literally it was like eye candy I couldn't stop staring at it it was just so drawing me in which is what I would hear over and over again mm -hmm. from people that would feel that same thing looking at my completed paintings but I'm just feeling like oh my god this is just like feeding me staring at these colors is feeding me and I I wasn't getting into analysis about why that is I was just going with the flow <laughs> no pun intended so I start okay and I'm like okay let's see what happens if I start painting with this so I start painting these colors across my canvas going back and forth like almost hypnotically mm. back and forth just blending and smooth and putting and just staring and absorbing these colors through my eyes and my energy field. And I got into flow state, the, that very first painting. I'm like, okay, I'm blending these colors. I'm putting them on the canvas. And now, and then I start getting downloads like here. Okay, now take a big blob of white, pure oil paint and like, you know, like um, spread it across the painting with the palette. And I did that. And then I'm like, okay, now pick up the, the bottle of solvent and start spraying it put it on the ground and move it around so I'm like nobody had ever done these techniques that I'm just they're coming through me and I'm like oh this is this is looking really cool you know but I'm not making decisions to do I'm just listening and I'm doing I'm my my hands are basically doing what I'm kind of guided to do that created these amazing techniques and these amazing effects within the paint like not controlled but so, like I'm kind of using gravity for moving paint around and stuff, but very uncontrolled and just kind of knowing, okay, stop there. Now put it, lay it flat, let it dry. You know, and most of my paintings have many, many layers of paint, but, but that was the very first one. And then I'm like, okay, let me do this again. I did it again the next day. I'm using those same colors because I was still wow. creating those color energies. Then I, I did a diptych. I went to a much bigger, because I had only worked on up to, um, 18 by 24 inch canvases at that point because if you paint people that go it's like the bigger the canvas the more daunting it is because it's like okay you've got this bigger canvas and it's more expensive than the 18 by 24 and I paid a lot of money for these you know so I moved to 30 by 30 I just jumped to that and I started painting with those same colors and then I again I'm like getting okay now take the thing do the white paint and then spray and anyway that the reason I'm telling this part in detail that turned out to be a diptych to 30 by 30. I named the first one opening and the second one synchronicity, A and B. Wow. Those were some of the first paintings that I made, like while I'm in this beginner painting class that I'm painting at home where I can actually get in flow. There were so many things, the universe conspired in so many ways to make this happen where 
we did a one night exhibition with this beginner painting class. It was the perfect storm, the right people being in the class and very unheard of for a beginner painting class to do a one night exhibition. And then the, the, the local Austin Museum gave us the whole front room to do that. It was just oh. bizarre. But so all of the faculty from the, the community college where I was taking this um, painting class that all the art faculty, including the head of the art department, they came and all these people, these teachers, painting teachers, the head of the art department, I brought the paintings that I created at home in Flow State and I had those on exhibit and people were like, who is this artist? And they were like, people are tracking me down. I get invited to be in the, the citywide, you know, um, exhibition for the community college with like these paint, these paintings. It, it, it was just bizarre. So after that thing I'm, after getting so much feedback because I'm just like well I think they're not just so cool they're like cool. they were they were hitting people like at this strong emotional level long story short after that I got the very clear download now you need to become a professional artist and I'm oh, like wow. I I'm like that no that won't be interesting enough to me. It's like, I just am like, that, would, that won't be interesting or challenging enough to me to be a professional artist. Like I'm interested in so many things, but that was the, and I'm like, oh, okay. There's so many things that I get. I get these I downloads it. and it's like, here, now you're going to do this. And yes. I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, like hurry here, go, you know, give a talk at this medical university. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to learn PowerPoint. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, have, I have a couple of questions. Yeah, I, oh, I can download too, but those are two questions is, do you think that the people are so, or gravitate towards your, your paintings because you painted them in the flow state. So we know the flow state is, it, you know, yeah. from the father flow, Chicxel Mihai, and it's been talked about in many mm -hmm. books like Stealing Fire and all of that, like it, it, the alpha theta state that you kind of imbue the painting with your flow and that the people kind of pick up that state when they look at the colors. Is is it that or is it the actual colors that you said they're craving chromotherapy it's something that they want it speaks to them it, or it fills sort of that gap or what they're looking for if that's it's one both. of them it is it is absolutely both and it took me literally three years to reverse engineer like to figure out what because i literally kid you not when people would be gushing over my paintings and some people would be crying and like having these like emotional like oh my god like literally and i I just can't wow. say, well, they're just, you know, they're just being nice. They're like trying to flatter me or whatever. <laughs> like it just didn't make logical sense to me that I'm a beginner painter. How, like, I don't, I don't know how to do that stuff, you know? Anyway, because I was painting in flow. So I re realized afterwards, three years down the road, it's because I'm creating them in flow. So I'm channeling this energy that's going into the paintings that people are picking up on that energy it's also the color, but the way that I work color, and again, a lot of that was like, you know, here, now do this and use these colors. I would only, I would paint, all of my paintings have lots and lots of layers, but a lot of them are like different layers of color underneath. So, but you, what you see on the top is kind of the sum total. And when you shine a light, they're all translucent layers. So it goes through all these color energies. And then what you see on the top, like a fiery red painting, might have all these other colors underneath it, but what you're seeing on the top is the fiery red. So they're responding to the fiery red, but they're responding to all the colors underneath. They're responding to the fact that it's painted in flow. And I'm channeling this information. And by the way, a lot of people wow. attribute the flow concept to Mihai Chitsen Mihai, or Mihai, you say yeah. his name. Who, <laughs> yeah, so he coined the phrase, 
he, a lot of people don't know his origin story. He learned about flow from going to a lecture by Carl Jung, Austria or Germany, where are they, Austria. So he went to a lecture when he was in college, Carl Jung was giving a lecture and he was talking about this zone. He didn't call it flow. He called it, I forget what, what his name was, but he was talking about this heightened awareness state. And that's where Mihai got the idea and then he used a very left-brained approach to analyze, like, how do people get there? What are the common factors? What are, like, what is it when people are reporting that? What is the sensation like? So he, in a more didactic way, analyzed, you know, took, you know, thousands of data points and interviewing people and that sort of thing to compile his research. But he got the original idea for the whole concept from Carl Jung. That's where the inspiration for his, because he's like, this is fascinating, you know, and so many people find getting into flow very elusive. All that to say that it all goes back to Carl Jung. And again, it's that tapping into this universal energy, collective consciousness and getting this information that we ran down. Like, you know, you hear about, you know, writers all the time, they get the download and they know the whole story. Whereas they're writing, they're just like, I'm just trying to keep up the words as they're coming into my head. And it's not them creating the story, it's the story coming through them. Same thing with painting, same thing with people who create music. You know, so many people, they're like, I didn't write this song, it just kind of came to me and I put it down on paper, you know, but so that's kind of the constant people that are actually getting into flow state. You feel like you're channeling something. So that for me, for the longest time, it's like, and I still, to this day, I don't, I don't feel like I personally created my paintings. I mean, I physically created them. I was present, I, my body, you know, my hands did the work to create them, but I didn't have the knowledge or the experience or whatever. I, I created a ton of techniques that all came through downloads that then I would share freely with other, you know, because artists would be like, how did you do this? And I would tell them, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're giving away your secrets. It's like, I can tell you for, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I tried to repaint that painting that I did, I couldn't do it. There's no way I can <laughs> recreate my own painting. You're not going to be able to recreate my painting. I can't even recreate my own. So everything would come through in these flow states. So I'm like, you take the technique and do with it whatever you will. But it's like, you know. You are um, really, you're the real deal, Leanne. You're just authenticity. <laughs> period integrity and and this is the reason that i insist on only using the rejuvenator because you're the real deal like everyone else was just copycatting you like you were the first expert and only expert that i've known who's so authentic in her knowledge and wisdom embodied wisdom that you know spills over into your work and into your devices and that's why there's so thousands of success stories and all of a sudden mm -hmm. people from left right and center started copying even the exact yeah. looking panel as yours but not it's a, yeah. just not the same it looks the same but it's just not the same and i would never ever ever subject people to you know that like my clients i would like to right. give them always the authentic mm -hmm. the real thing the real deal with um backed by tons of testimonials so uh, talk about that leanne yeah. i mean what what did you feel did you feel a lot of pressure coming through after when the biohacking concept kind of exploded with photobiomodulation well, no, because I'm the one that introduced it in the first place through my, my teachings and my video. So I'm the one that connected the dots. I brought like basically light therapy to the masses because I didn't invent light therapy. And, you know, rejuvenator therapy is much more than light therapy. So this is where like people often think that it's light therapy. No, it's kind of like 
a chocolate chip cookie has flour, butter, sugar, you know, um, chocolate chips and and baking soda. It's a whole cookie, but like light, the light therapy portion of the rejuvenator is kind of like, you know, the baking soda. It's not the whole chocolate chip cookie. It's an integral part of the rejuvenator, but it's that you're like all the other stuff, you know, flour, butter, sugar, chocolate chips is what makes up the rest of it. So sometimes people, because they see the light, they're like, oh, it's a light therapy device. Well, it's much more than that. It's kind of like I use the other analogy a Ferrari has a steering wheel. You get in, you can drive your Ferrari from point A to point C and get, you know, where you want to go. If you take out that steering wheel, you can't go anywhere. So it's like the steering wheel is the light therapy. It has a job. That's why so many, you know, well, and a lot of like so-called light therapy devices are really right. not effective at all. Yes, um, but can't, there's only so much that you can do with light therapy alone. Same thing with laying in the sun. It's like, Sunlight has benefits for sure, but if you're laying in the sun in the middle of New York City, you're still going to have a net negative effect because it's like, yeah, you're getting some benefit from the sun, but you've got the, the chaotic energy, you've got the toxic energy, the electricity and fumes and pollution and chaotic energy coming off all the people, Wi-Fi, you name it, and all that stuff. So it's like you're laying, you're you're trying to get some benefit from sunshine, but you're you've, you've got all these straws that are depleting your energy system by sucking out your life force energy. So I talk about the fact you need sunlight, but you also need the healing energies in nature, the life force energy, chi, prana. There's a number of different names for it. It's the same thing. The thing that distinguishes you, Ellie, talking to me here today as a, a live, you know, vibrant, you know, individual, <laughs> as opposed to Kelly with no life force energy laying on the floor dead, that life energy, that life force energy, your, your physical body would still be identical. If it's laying on the floor dead, if you drop dead now, like if your life force energy is gone, your physical body doesn't change. Well, it would start deteriorating, but let's not get the cop. But, <laughs> but anyway, like one moment it. to the next, the thing that keeps you alive and the thing that keeps you vibrant is that life force energy. So it's basically the fuel, the gas in your gas tank. So if you yeah. think of yourself as a car, you know, the Ferrari model again, it's like, okay, well, you can make everything beautiful. Like, let's say you have an old, like an old, um, I don't know, Chevy Impala or something, you know, mm. and it's like, you know, I 19. Had, yeah, we had one. <laughs> Did you really okay. old old what car in the seventies? Yeah. I forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my family then, had. So it doesn't matter. You can take, you can redo the exterior, get rid of all the dents, repaint the body, put in new leather seats. You know, make everything all shiny and new. It doesn't matter if you do all of that surface cosmetic stuff. You have to. If you don't put gas in the gas tank, you're not going anywhere. So a lot of times people focus on all the cosmetic stuff or all the physical stuff or all the chemistry related stuff. And I'm trying to fix my physical body. It's like, you need to be fixing your energy body because you don't have any gas in your gas tank and you are running on fume. So you're trying to make up for that by you know chasing chemistry instead of realizing you need to be focusing on the quantum healing benefits of your that your body needs energy medicine the life force energy the chi prana whatever but it's you have to put the energy into the system when you're like right. you need to fill up your gas tank so that's where people get depleted like if you've ever been you know you're having a perfectly good day and then something happens like maybe you're driving and somebody cuts you off and you're like ah like you get that you know fight or flight and the, you know it's like 
that shock, and then it's depleting. It instantly depletes your life force energy gas tank. Or if you get in, in an argument with somebody, which will go from somebody like lives with somebody and they're constantly arguing with them, it, it's very draining and depleting. It's basically like a straw stuck in your gas tank, siphoning off that life force energy. Every stressful event that you have is depleting, like um, depleting yeah. that life force energy. Yeah, that's another one, right? There's like an analogy that I have. I don't know if you know, I'm, you probably know him, but Jerry Tennant is one of the guys that I really follow. He's the author of the Healing is Voltage series, mm -hmm. and he, he just calls it electron. You, you want to be around electron donors, and you don't want to mm -hmm. be around electron stealers. And there's so right. many. And the, another word. It, another word that people may have heard before is energy vampires. They will suck your life force energy. You see it a lot in social media platforms where people are in these communities and they write something caustic or like really antagonistic and they try to get people riled up. And then everybody jumps in and they get there. They were perfectly happy until they read that post. And they're like, oh, my God, that is such injustice. Or you see it often on the next door <laughs> app here in the. But there's this next door out app where it's all neighbors that are connected. But somebody will like say, I can't believe blah, 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 the whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then they try to get people riled up. And then you see people yeah. jump on this bandwagon and they and. The people that write the post are going, yum, 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 yum. And they're like eating all this <laughs> negative energy from everybody that, oh, I'm getting all these people riled up and they're just getting angry. Like I'm angry and I'm angry at the world. I want everybody else to be angry with me, you know, and it can come out online, but it can be like another, you know, everyday life. It's, I mean, when you didn't have online, that was how people. Yeah. And the, the yeah. thing is they give their permission to be taken from, you know, it's like nobody can upset mm -hmm. you without your permission. And if you allow them, exactly. definitely they'll, they'll steal your, your electrons, your energy from you because yeah. you allowed it. I know. No. And the same thing, like, no, when people would, would say, oh, that person made me so angry. It's like, um, <laughs> that person can't make you angry. Only you can make yourself yes. angry. You choose to make yourself <laughs> angry. It's like, Whatever they say, you know, it's like you can be like a duck and let it roll off your back. But it's like if you take it on and, you know, and then we get into the whole conversation, the shadow, the concept of the shadow, which is another Jungian, yeah. Jungian psychology term, parts of our psyche that we don't want to see. Like, let's say I'm always like late and I tell people ahead of time, I'm, you know, I, I'm Italian. I'm an artist. I don't know whatever excuse you want, but I'm going to tell you ahead of time. I'm, I might be five to ten minutes late, so you can show up five to ten minutes. And I will always let you know. But anyway, sometimes people are like, oh, I'm, I'm always punctual. Or if somebody shows up, they're waiting for somebody and that person is five minutes late and they might get like, oh, I'm so angry. It's like, how could they just like, they're, they're late and they didn't even, you know, it's like they, and they, the story that they tell around that, whatever it is, it's like, you know, oh, they don't respect me or blah, blah, blah. They don't realize, but you're always late, you know, like you're always late too. And well, well, yeah, but that's different because I always have a good reason, blah, blah, blah. And they like, but they, so when you find yourself getting triggered by little, little things or big things, it's like, I always tell people like shine the spotlight back on yourself. And if you right. get triggered by something, that's usually your psyche trying to hide the part of you. Like you do that. You are that yeah. person. And you, it's easier to cast that you know, I don't like this about myself, so I'm not going to see it, but I'll see it in you, Ellie. If you're like five minutes late, then it's like, you're like, ah, she's five minutes late. And, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, however people. When you point a finger at someone, how many fingers are pointing back at you? 
There's three. Yeah. It mirrors something in you, you know? It's, it's so interesting. I love it. Everything is feedback. Everything is like a teaching opportunity to become better if you're aware. It's like, exactly. If you're aware, if you're present, and if you're like, if you find yourself getting triggered about something, then stop and don't immediately react. Look at like, yeah. okay, why am I getting, why am I reacting to this? Because obviously it's hitting a nerve that yeah. I don't want, you know, like, if they try to say something or insult you and it's like, well, I know it's not true. So I don't care what you right. think. Like, like, right, that exactly. doesn't bother me. If they're, yeah, but if there's something they say, and I, I know that about myself, but I don't want to see that, then I'll be like, oh, I'm going to need you. Like you don't even like a knee jerk reaction where it's like, no, I, re I reject that, you know, because you, if you don't want to see it. So if you find yourself getting like reactive or getting, you know, that knee jerk, no, that's not, no, I didn't do that or no, whatever, then that's a very good indicator that there might be something in your psyche that you absolutely don't that see. You need to fix. And, you know, mm -hmm. even about fixing, it's about like, you know, be aware of it. And then like, maybe it's something you want to improve on, or it's like, if you, if you don't mind that, then just embrace it and acknowledge yeah that's who i am you know like yeah. i'm five minutes i'm okay yeah it's so. an opportunity to to become better always we're always about you know mm -hmm. trying to be better than yesterday so leanne i wanted mm -hmm. to ask you about always what i tell my clients is like what so they ask me why did you there's so so many commercial and actually more affordable light technology out there photobiomodulation so so they always ask me why did you choose this i said number one the maker inventor is an expert she knows her stuff and she knows about the energy body and she's a color expert and i also tell them that it's because there are quantum codes imbued into the light devices is that right and yeah. could you elucidate a little bit what the quantum codes mean and how they work in the body well it's essentially that that energy medicine component so it, it's the stuff that fills up your life force energy gas tank and opens up the blocked energy channels when we go out into nature, so I, I always try to bring things down to a level where people can understand from an experiential side, which is how I validated the science of light therapy in the first place, because I didn't just introduce scientific research studies, because those had been going on since the turn of last century. So nobody was paying attention to it because it didn't make logical sense. How can color and light have any kind of healing? So I brought it, I connected the dots between all these disparate fields of study, connected it with color, the fact that color and light are synonymous, because, you know, when you think of light therapy, I mean, people have a, when you think of light, you think of white light, most of the time people think of, okay, white light, because that's what they have in their light bulbs, but they don't realize that white light has all these colors within it. So I broke down the physics, the electromagnetic spectrum, explained all the basic science in very, very easy to understand terms. And then I connected it to real world experience. So this is what, you know, how does it feel when you look at this color? These colors have this impact and effect on you. And then like you get to experience it in real life. So with the energy medicine component, I talk about, you know, when people, when you go out into nature, the feeling that you get, that's very different from the feeling that when you're in a city, you know, like if you go out into, you know, the mountains, or you're you're by an ocean but not like los angeles you know somewhere by a near it like in the caribbean on a remote island or somewhere in the mountains or you're somewhere where you're away from a city and you're immersed in nature do you know the feeling you know how that feels mm -hmm. yes so 
that feeling that you get, that is that life force energy because there's an abundance of it in nature. And again, it's, you know, whatever word you want to call it, chi, prana, you can literally look in the sky and see prana, you know, the little squiggly, you know, bits of um, Mm, light, understanding it from an experiential, because a lot of times, you know, in the biohacking community, everybody wants to, okay, well, let me break this down and understand the chemistry and all this stuff. And they want to, and they try to put it into a language where they can understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's but you know I I'm the one that introduced all of that to explain how these things work and connect them with real world experience. But then because it's the left brain part, people kind of glommed onto that, and it's like okay, well I can talk about this and I can talk about wavelengths and I can try to understand how it affects the mitochondria and blah blah blah. But they're still focusing on the chemistry aspects and how it affects the physical the physical tissues instead of understanding that you you go beyond the light and you go into the subtle energy that the energy medicine component that again this is the wavelength part that's the sunlight okay what you the light that you whether it's visible or invisible radiation rays that are coming from sunlight those have these wavelengths that correspond to them the life force energy that you feel that's not a wavelength that you can go like let's say let's say you're in the middle of a city and it's you know 12 o'clock on a sunday and you're in the middle of the city, you take a spectrometer and a spectrometer is a a device, a a physical device that can measure the wavelengths from the sun. Um, You point it at the light and it will tell you, oh, there's this much red, orange, yellow, blue, green, indigo, and violet in this, in the sun right now. So you can actually see it on a graph. There's this much blue, there's this much, you know, red. The machine can tell you that. It can tell you the wavelengths that are coming from that light source. You can do the same thing and point it at a light bulb. So you, there, we have technology that you can point at a light source and it will tell you the wavelengths that are coming from it. You can take that device. Now, like, let's say you're in the middle of the city and you do that, you take a reading. And now like you just zip over to like, now you go up in the mountains, same day, same time. You take the machine and you point it at the sun. What do you think it's going to tell you? The, the same wavelength, but actually better? Yes, the wavelengths it's, it's, are not oh, the wavelength would be the same, right? The wavelengths aren't going to change from one, whether you're doing it in the middle of a city that feels yucky energetically, or you go into the mountains and you, or, you know, buy this, you know. Ah, yes, I see what you mean. Yes. Giant lake or whatever. It's going to be the exact same data from the sun, I mean, you know, same time of day, you're going to get the same data, same time of year, going to be the same, you know, of course, if it's cloudy, that would change it. But I'm just saying, like, apples right. to apples, if there's no difference between the data you're going to get from the sunlight in the middle of New York City versus the, the, the same day, same time of year, same cloudy conditions yeah. that are um, in the mount, beautiful mountains where it feels amazing to be there, the yeah. data, the, the wavelengths don't change. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to separate the light therapy component is different from the energy medicine. Mm. The energy that you feel that is abundant in nature, that chi prana. Yeah. Again, trying to give people the real world experience. So a light therapy device that just has light coming from it, it's got 
certain wavelengths and that's what people glom onto and they get all like oh like this wavelength does this and it's like and i try to explain to people it's like the the research the way that research is done and the way that research gets funded you get money to do something that's already been tested in the past mm -hmm. so that's why you'll see certain wavelengths that get researched over and over again because they've gotten funding and they know that it'll do this and let's see if it'll also do that. but it's they're too like it's like it's the baking soda but you're missing like all the rest of the stuff that like in the rejuvenator quantum healing portion, that's the feeling that you get when you're in the mountains. That's the energy medicine component. So would that be different than Leanne? Um, Cause we all know that light creates or somehow generates or helps the mitochondria create ATP, which is cellular energy, adenosine triphosphate. So would you say that that's the chemistry behind it? And that is the same among all or would that component also be different from with your light therapy device from the other commercial ones real world again now like you hear this over and over again a lot of times people have a red light therapy device they use it or they stand in front of it and they get a little surge of energy and it will last them for a handful of hours and then it will go away and they they i hear this all the time it's like i have to keep doing treatments because it, it feels better temporarily and then it goes away that's like if a car battery dies you can take that car battery and you can jumpstart it so you like oh my battery died you can jumpstart the battery if you drive it long enough it will recharge itself but i'm just talking about the fact that if you jumpstart a battery and then you can drive it around the block but if that battery is really depleted you can get it to work and to run the car like for a while but as soon as you turn off the car you can't start the car again you have to keep jumpstarting it because the battery is so depleted you can't, it won't charge itself up with the alternator anyway without getting too technical. But um, so a dead, like a de really depleted battery, you can jumpstart it many times and get it and then drive it around the block. But as soon as you turn off the car, the car won't start again because the battery doesn't hold the charge. So it's the same thing with red light, you know, stimulating the mitochondria. It can give it a temporary charge. But it's like it's not holding it because your gas tank is running on fumes. Your life force energy gas tank is there, there isn't enough to sustain it. So Got it's it. just like it boosts, but then it goes away. It's kind of like the same if you think of using caffeine, like I'm so tired, but I know if I have a cup of coffee, it'll give me a boost of energy. It's artificial, but it's temporary and then it will wear off. And then you have another cup of coffee and you get to a point where you're so desensitized to the caffeine, it doesn't even work anymore. And that's like people trying to replace putting, get, you know, life force energy gas into their gas tank. They're artificially trying to jumpstart their battery with some caffeine or some red light therapy to give them a boost of energy, but it doesn't last. So what the rejuvenator does, it puts energy into the system. It actually fills up your life force energy gas tank that's where you get that amazing feeling. It's like, and people will be like, I hear this all the time. Is it normal to feel addicted to my <laughs> when they first get it? Cause they're so depleted and they're just like, I just want to keep doing treatments because it feels so good. It's kind of like, you know, that there's a person in the middle of the desert for a month and they haven't had any water. And then you're like, here, here's a giant jug of water. And they're just like, oh my God, this tastes amazing. I just want to keep drinking the water because I've been so long without any water. In Great essence, analogy. What, yeah. It took me 10 years of refusing to launch a product. I taught about the science of light therapy. I validated the science of light therapy for 10 years. 
teaching about this stuff, getting invited, doing tons of interviews and like people then spreading the word and people winning awards, <laughs> winning the awards after I launched the rejuvenator for the work that I was doing in the world. But the, the stuff prior, like all the teaching stuff that was just kind of growing exponentially and getting invited to speak at all these conferences and, you know, doing podcasts and whatnot. But even before that, like in the early years of being invited to speak at um, major medical universities, teaching the medical doctors and medical students about the science behind the healing effects of color and light. So that's kind of where, and I didn't initiate any of that. I didn't choose to, it was again, the paintings in conjunction with my paintings. And they're like, you know, she should give a talk. And they're like, we don't know do a talk and anyway she and the curator is like do you want to give a talk and I'm like oh I immediately knew okay I have to give a talk I don't want to give a talk and I'm gonna to have to learn powerpoint to be able to make a talk. <laughs> that's kind of where my mind went but anyway that's kind of where the whole thing started and then it just exploded from there and I kept getting more and more speaking engagement and all inviting me I never reached out for any of these like I wow. never same thing with my art you know I never tried to show my work anywhere I just these paintings were now in existence so people started finding me and I'm like all I did was put like five or six images on a website I started getting contacted by international curators in Italy, like I having nothing to do with the fact that I lived in Italy before. Anyway, all these synchronicities were happening. Wow. So um, for 10 years, I literally said, I don't, you know, because as the, you know, light therapy started getting out there from my teachings, validating it and connecting the dots and making it make sense for people, because people would watch my videos and they'd be like, oh my God, why does my doctor not know about this? And I'd be like, well, they will, they will. <laughs> they'll eventually get on board. They'll understand. Um, but for 10 years, I had so many people you know, emailing me people, medical doctor, friends of mine that were like, you have, you have to make your own device. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to manufacture anything. I don't want to sell anything. I just want to teach people about the importance of getting sunlight, getting these healing energies in nature. I wanted to get, get people reconnected with, you know, like nature and how, if you don't, and you believe all the propaganda from the mainstream media that sunlight sunlight is going to kill you and give you cancer, which is very effective marketing strategy <laughs> yeah. to get people to avoid the sun. Yeah, so I presented all the facts that are like, no, actually, you have an inverse probability. The more you avoid sunshine, the more probable it is that you're going to die of anything, including cancer. So anyway, all that stuff that I connected the dots, I made it really easy, even for a child to understand, like even without any understanding of all the stuff. So I simplified it and then word started spreading. But as so as light therapy is getting more and more out there and then people like people start like trying to capitalize on that, just like when, you know, essential oils and aromatherapy started getting a lot of you know, marketing from Young Living and doTERRA. Um, and then everybody, everybody and their brother wants to jump on the, the <laughs> therapy bandwagon and like sell their version, you know, many of which are completely adulterated chemical fake, you yes. know. Um, so the same thing started happening with the light therapy industry. People, everybody and their brother, hey, it's like, you know, I can go on Alibaba and buy like an industrial plant grow light and rebrand it as a light therapy device. And so it's that's so cheap. What was happening. Like... And, yeah. And, 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 but they have a really cool looking website and, you know, slick, you know, marketing and all that stuff. So, but even before that was happening, I'm getting all these people, they watch my videos and they're like, oh my God, Leanne, I just like, this totally makes sense. But I, okay, so I get on the internet, I'm trying to find something like a light therapy device. I spent $8,000 on this thing and 
it didn't work. It not only didn't work, it made me feel worse. So, so I'm like, what do you recommend? And I'm like, I would love to recommend something to you because everything that I've tried in terms of like just sheer light therapy, it's like they all had limitations or they literally were just terrible, like massive levels of EMF output, you know, yeah. all this. I'm just trusting that sooner or later, somebody will make something that actually can help people. Uh, but I also knew okay. it's like, and people were like, can you like make your own? I'm like, oh, nope, no, don't want to do that because <laughs> for a number of reasons. I didn't want to do anything that felt like going back into engineering. That was a big part of it, I, which I didn't really, really realize until years later. It's like, why did I have such a reservation? Um, <laughs> that was one reason. The other big reason, I don't want to sell anything. I just want to give people information and then they can take it and do with it what they will. So, um, and the, and the other thing is like, if I'm selling a product to go with my teachings, people are going to go, well, you're selling this thing. So why would we believe you? Cause you're trying to make us believe. So I'm like all for all of those reasons. It's like, no, I just want to give you this knowledge for free. <laughs> you do with it what you will. So when the, again, the universe, it was like conspiring. I, I did not, I adamantly refused for 10 years. I'm like, I am not selling a light therapy device. Yeah. We love to get in our own way, way, right? We love just to just like, yeah. inertia, well, over. Yeah. I just want to stay here. <laughs> I want to, but I, well, I'm in my all way. All the stuff that <laughs> like, no, it's just going to be a lot of work. I don't want to do. I'm very, I'm not, people think, oh, you work so much. I don't, I don't, I only do stuff that I like doing. I don't do stuff I don't like doing. So <laughs> anyway, but the universe did conspire. There was a number of things that happened in 2016 that kind of pushed me in that direction because I was getting contacted by these companies that were actually selling devices that were for, and like, they're like, we want you to promote our product. I'm like, I, if you're, if you have something that works, I would be happy to tell all the people that follow me about it. You don't have to pay me. They want to pay me a lot of money to do that. And then when I, I'm trying their device, I'm like, uh hell no i'm not going to tell you i don't care how much you want to pay me i will not tell people to buy this thing because you are actually going to be making people because again these are industrial plant grow lights rebranded as light therapy devices that were like they're so intense you're going to make sick people sicker and massive levels of emf anyway those three there were three companies back to back that approached me i finally and i'm like now you're you you've not only taken my teachings and you, you kind of tried to capitalize on it. And, and I don't care about that. It's like, you know, make money, sell whatever. But but now you're actually farming people. And it was these three companies. You are actually going to be making a lot. Of, not everybody. But you're going to be making a lot of people sicker with this product that you're selling. Or you're going to be farming a vision. Right. Or you're going to be making their cancer worse or whatever. And they don't know because they're not, they have no experience in the healing arts. They're just like, we're, we're riding the wave of this growing trend. That was the catalyst that made your like, own. And, there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then I'm like, oh my God, what would be involved in doing this? You know, like, and then I just, and then it just, everything just went click, 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 fell into place. And I was speaking at, I was already slotted since January of 2016 because they, they, I was the first person they contacted for that conference. Yeah. They wanted, to speak. they wanted me to speak. So happy to anyway, have met you there. I and was I already on the book. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, it was the perfect synchronicity. They, at the beginning, like, they're like, we, you're going to be a speaker at the conference. Do you want one of these booths? And I think they rented, they had the booths for like $4,500. Like, that's what you could get a booth in the biohacking, the, wow. the, the tech hall, they called it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll, 
yeah, I don't, I don't have a pro I'm not selling anything, but sure. I'll take it. I'll figure out, I'll do some kind of interactive, you know, something where people can experience color, work with color, play with color or something. So all, and then all of this other stuff. So it, it, it just like, again, the universe conspiring. I'm like, okay, so what would be involved? I start looking, so like, cool. I'm look for the container. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, that's, together. I have your and first, I'm like, I, first gen, the handheld one. I still have yeah, it. The end. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that was like, that was a completely different form factor than what I, because I'm like, I want something that's going to be big enough. So I actually, my jar, as I call it, because I, I talk about the analogy, like, you know, say this world-class chef makes this amazing pasta sauce and he's got a restaurant in San Francisco and people have to travel from all over the world to go to his restaurant in San Francisco to experience his pasta sauce. And they're like, please, can you put your pasta sauce in a jar so I can buy it in, you know, Cincinnati or England or wherever I happen to be in the world. Like I, I really don't want to have to fly to San Francisco, like, you know, come and get a session with you, like energy medicine treatment, or can you put your pasta sauce in a jar? So the, the, <laughs> the, the, the chef finally says, okay, I'll put my pasta sauce in a jar. I realized because of, you know, because of being a pragmatic engineer, I don't have to reinvent my jar. I can just get a jar, a container that already exists to put my secret sauce, my, you know, healing formulation into. And that's why I was able to expedite the whole process because I didn't have to create the jar. Well, I chose to not create the jar. I found, the per I wanted something that was going to cover a large surface area that I could put my healing formulation. I could make my array. I could put the healing codes into, you know, this device and I just needed to have the shape, the jar container. So the jar that I found, which is like a silver plastic body, was already being, being used in residential lighting applications. So I'm like, here, this is the perfect jar. Now I just need to find something that can make that, like put all my components together. And then anyway, so that's, that's how it all kind of happened. And then I got the very first ones right before the conference. And then as you saw at the booth, yes. and we had... You could not get up to my booth. Like, it, and nobody, yeah. this was before I even gave my talk, like the Friday and Saturday, because I gave, you know, it was all Friday morning, Friday evening. I gave my talk the very end of the day after, um, and so I was the last speaker of the day on Saturday. But all day Friday, all day Saturday, our booth was slammed because I had these rejuvenators set up so that experience them feel that like actually experience them you know like this and this isn't just like therapy so people could actually feel what it's like you know yeah you can see this light but it's like way more than that anyway so we were slammed as you know yes <laughs> i remember because it was so, like sold out and trying to get yeah yeah well no i did i did pre-sales i did pre-sales on the like the one that you got the early iteration yeah. the handheld that like that i only had few of those anyway regardless the 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 body that i'm talking about is the existing one foot square, the panels which um, are at my center I, I yeah i put um, yes. six or seven together in a bed and a whole body bed and it yeah. works perfectly yeah. so it treats the brain and then it treats the body at the same time for yeah exactly yeah Amazing. and that was my recommendation to set it up along the wall and yes. then so the very first people that did that it was at some health facility because I said the I best that, way to yeah. do it is along the wall. Yeah. So and then everybody since then has kind of copycatted that. I've yeah. got somebody that's doing a double version now. Um, but but that's all you need, like especially when it goes on a corner. 
and then treat, you know, the whole side yeah. of the, the head or the bottoms of the feet, depending on which way you're laying on the bed. And that's the easiest way to do. And I have people that have set that up in their homes, although in your home, you don't, you just really need one. Yeah. So, you, so you, but Leanne, you have a green one now. So is that for yeah, sale? Yeah. And what are the benefits of the green one? Yeah, the green juvenator, I actually, again, these formulations, they're downloads. So downloads. So the, the green juvenator formulations, there's two of them. There's the number five and the number six. They are green and yellow, a combination of green and yellow. That's the visible light that you see with the quantum energy healing code. So it still has the energy medicine component. And these target directly the liver, gallbladder, and the spleen, stomach energy systems. So, and those are the two energy systems that most often start off where people start getting out of balance in imbalance in spleen stomach energy, which is all about self-nurturing and about, you know, assimilating nutrients from the food, transforming fluids in the body. So things when people are like liver gallbladder toxicity, liver gallbladder stuck energy, there's many more symptoms. So I have the Green Juvenator launch video, which is in the Red Juvenator community. That actually turned out to be a really good video for even people that had been in the community using the Red Juvenator for like three, four, five, six years, because I launched them almost a year ago, the Green Juvenators. People, when they would watch that video, they're like, oh my God, this finally makes so much of the stuff that you talk about in this community make sense. Because it's tried, it's hard to get the big picture of you when I'm giving, I give as much information as possible about gallbladder energy disruption, blah, 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 so that people can understand the origin and where, yeah. the, where the symptoms are coming from. But when I, I guess when I created that talk, because and because those two energy systems, liver, gallbladder, are so common in Western society to go out of balance and to start like, you know, often from childhood where something will cause a disruption in one of those energy systems that will then overflow into the next one. And then you start having this full progression of symptoms that eventually affects kidney, kidney bladder energy system. But so the green juvenators target go directly into those energy systems okay. and correct cool. those imbalances. But you still need, I tell people it's like the, the red juvenator. I just I did a whole video specifically about the color red um, that I just put on my YouTube channel. That's the foundational. So if you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, that yes. we start, we have, and it's, I made a correlation where it's like the correspondence with how Maslow's hierarchy of needs corresponds with the chakra system. So the root mm. chakra is all about physicality and about survival and about pr propagation of the species and that stuff. So everything that has to do with your personal survival of your physical body and you in this world and being here, that all has to do with chakra red, which is the red color. So, you know, home security, finances, procreation, all of that having to do with that red foundational energy. So you need to build that strong foundation again, before you start going up the pyramid and focusing, you know, cause sometimes people are like, Oh, I just want to, I just want to be enlightened and I want to have the spiritual transcendent thing, but then they're eating Velveeta cheese and, and you know, putting garbage into their physical body. It's like, you're still, <laughs> this is your car in this lifetime. You yeah. do need your car. You want to take good care of which your physical body is your car. So you, you can't just jump to, you know, seventh, sixth and seventh chakra enlightenment and, you know, being transcendent when you're abusing your physical car because you need this, you need this car. 
this is, you know, you need the physical right. car. Makes sense. You and and people, that people you, get the car analogy because they take care of their cars more <laughs> than, than their own body. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what I tell people. It's like, especially a lot of men, you know, I talk to, you know, women, oh, my husband, it's like, he just wants to eat junk food. Well, what does he drive? Oh, he drives a sports car. Like, what does he put? He puts the best gas. He's like, <laughs> he babies that thing. He changes the oil all the time. Like, he makes sure that he only puts the best stuff into that car, but then he eats McDonald's. And like, this is your main car. Like your body is your real car in life, you know? And then he's like, God was pain, but his, his Ferrari looks great, you know, like whatever he's driving. <laughs> so it's like, but then you start your physical car and life starts breaking down and you, well, it's like, but people have been convinced to believe, well, I just go and take a pill. You know, I go to my doctor, he gives me a pill. Well, yeah. that's just suppressing those symptoms. You, for every symptom you suppress, 10 more come up. And then you yeah. have all these problems that come from the drug, the drug which is putting more and more toxins. You're taking these pills every day. You're overloading your system with all this toxins. It's like, but a lot of times people get into the supplements thing and, well, I'm taking supplements. I'm taking all these vitamins. I'm taking superfood supplements. And it's yeah. like, all you need it when your physical body and your energy body is working properly, you just need to eat real food and don't eat all the stuff. Oh, well, there's no nutrients in the food. You don't need that much. You just need like the, totally. your body will make what it needs, but you need to, you just, you don't need, you don't ever need to take a pill or a potion or anything like that. Yeah. Real food, you know, as I tell people the, the way to know as close to how it comes off the tree, apple from the tree, you know, like the apple, not like turned into an apple pie that you microwave in your oven that has like high fructose corn syrup and a bunch of other garbage and preservative. Yeah. That's not an apple. That's not anywhere close to a real apple. So <laughs> that's not like, oh, real apple inside. I don't, it doesn't matter what real apple inside. You've got all that other garbage to go with it. So it's like basically like putting plastic in your body. So it's so, how much photon well, energy is still in your food. Like an apple, real apple would have a lot of photon energy or electron donors compared yes, to one that's processed mm -hmm. and yep. made into a McDonald's apple pie. It's no longer an apple. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't even, I don't even, frankly, I don't think the things that are called apples that are in any kind of McDonald's thing are actually exactly. real apples. Like exactly. Yeah. Gelatin that's made to look and taste like an apple with artificial flavors and colors. Right. And texture. Yeah. And I, you know what's in the chicken, you know, it's like, no, I know, oh, I know. I anyway, watch some of those videos. Yeah, no. anyway, but, yeah. McDonald's is the antithesis of what real food is. There's nothing oh. real food about anything that I McDonald's know. sells. And it's, all toxic sludge but there's other version you know like i hear people oh i eat really healthy yeah what do you eat i eat um amy's organic frozen dinners <laughs> you know, yeah, as long as there's the word really right <laughs> yeah i know it's like or it's like you know i eat drink these orange sodas but there's real orange juice you know like oh it says real orange juice there's like the very last ingredient you know after high fructose corn syrup and carbonation and all this you know like all these chemicals and artificial colors and you know these things that are known to be carcinogenic and then there's like <laughs> orange juice the very last like because there's like a nano micro drop of orange juice in that can you get well i'm drinking real orange juice so there's so much there's so much misinformation yeah, and so much. marketing used to manipulate people it's like read the labels of anything you're yeah. going to eat but the closer Gosh, it is yeah. to animal the animal like even like if you're going to eat meat then buy a steak you know, or mm -hmm. hamburger that, you know, like, you know, it's like actual hamburger, but exactly meat, like that's not something that's been processed and refined and added, like all this stuff. It's like buy the meat, 
you know, even if it, even, you know, ideally grass fed, but even if it's not grass fed, yeah, meat, you're yeah. way closer to the original animal than something that's been turned into who knows what, like, you know, Trader exactly. Joe's frozen dinner thing with all this other garbage in it, you know, although they, some of their, some of their stuff is better, cleaner than others, but some of it did long list yeah. of garbage and natural yeah. flavors don't even get me started with that because it's like, just yeah, but natural I, I find that that part also very insidious, the greenwashing where you think that you're buying the best organic stuff and they're so expensive because they're organic certified and all of yeah. that, but they're not right different or they're they're not much better than the commercial stuff that you right. find and I, I find that's even worse yeah. i find that so insidious and devious of that industry yeah. it yeah. is yeah yeah devious and evil is evil good. yeah so leanne we've we've been talking for almost a couple of hours and i i know you're super duper oh, busy yeah we have <laughs> it just flows like crazy and i and i love I love gleaning so much wisdom information from you because you are just this this advanced human being already and you're you're set out to to really teach us to become better humans which I love this is what biohacking is all about. So let us know let let, let our audience know where we can reach you and where we can um, purchase your your beautiful devices and where we can glean more information from you. Well, the, okay, thank you. Thank you for all of that. I feel like my halo in my head is now glowing. And it's <laughs> all the praise. <laughs> That's really um, the, uh, my website where all of the color and light information, the rejuvenator is um, catalyticcolor.com. Um, C-A-T-A-L-Y-T-I-C, like catalytic converter, but it's catalytic color, C-A-T-A-L-Y-T-I-C, C-O-L-O-R, the American spelling of color, because I, you know, even though I'm from Canada, I chose to do the American spelling, and then I, I realized after I created that dot, dot com, that a lot of people don't know how to spell catalytics. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually that was the name of that was the name of my South by Southwest interactive um, lecture when I was invited to speak at that and I called it catalytic color and something about the brain and flow state blah 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 I can't remember but um, but that was where the, where the website came from and then so but I have a website that's got all the paintings on it that because my before when I was a professional artist leannevenier.com l-e-a-n-n-e V as in Victor, E-N-I-E-R.com. You can go to either one. If you go on leannevenier.com, there are buttons on there. It will shoot you over to catalyticcolor.com, you know, to learn about the rejuvenator. Because I learned that people were learning about, you know, from my teachings, and then they would try to find me. And then the first thing that would show up in Google was my leannevenier.com website. And they're like, where's the rejuvenator? And I'm like, okay, yeah. so now you can find it on there as well. But catalyticcolor.com will have more information and the, like I said you can get them from either website um where we can buy yeah yeah and then but the other thing as you know when I finally agreed to launch the rejuvenator I immediately knew I want to create a community so that people which mm -hmm. is kind of the ultimate nightmare for most companies because a lot of companies don't want their customers talking to each other <laughs> and I'm like I I wanted my customers to be able to talk to me directly because I give free personalized healing guidance and support at, along with my apprentices now in the community so people can learn 
I wanted to teach them a whole different paradigm about how to take back power and control over their own health and healing process. So you never have to get mired in the Western medical here. If you've got a symptom, we're going to give you a drug and we're going to medicate that symptom. Or God forbid, now you've gotten so bad that we want to give you a surgery or we want to remove a perfectly good gallbladder, your, your uterus or whatever it is that they will talk you into because it's like, well, you don't need that. You don't need that gallbladder. It's like, well, I can tell you anybody that I've talked to that had their gallbladder removed, telling their their doctor saying, oh, it's, you know, it's a perfectly easy, simple, you know, routine surgery. And then forever after it's like, realize how important your gallbladder is. And all you have to do is fix the gallbladder. The gallbladder is fixable. Yeah, it's all healable and reversible. So I teach people all this stuff that they've been brainwashed into believing that you can't heal that here. You just need to take this pill for the rest of your life. You can't heal that. You just need to take this pill or you were going to cut that thing out because it's causing you problems. You focus on healing the energy system and the energy body, physical problems all resolve. So the rejuvenator puts the life force energy gas, you know, into your gas tank again, um, opens up the blockages and heals wherever there has been any kind of physical tissue damage, hormonal disruption or whatever, whatever it is that has already manifested in the physical body. So all of that, people you know, will just get attached to that, well, symptom, treat a symptom. And you can use the rejuvenator for that. But if you really want to heal from these things, you want to treat and heal the root of the problem. So there are a handful of protocols. It's like, here, do these two protocols, and you're going to heal the root of where all these symptoms are coming from in the first place and heal the symptoms at the same time. So that's where I created the community and also so that when people have these amazing healing results, which I I already knew before I launched, it's like it's like they're gonna they're gonna have this profound healing because we're addressing the energy body deficiencies and blockages as well as treating the symptoms in the physical body. And I want them to be able to like you come in and share your story, like, oh my God, I had this amazing, like I used the rejuvenator for three days and I like all the problems I've had for 10 years are like gone, you know, like those and those are so common. You hear those stories in there all the time, or especially I love the ones about pets. My pet, my veterinarian said I should put my dog down because he was so sick. They had nothing. And then it's like, they use the rejuvenator on the dog. And then the dog is like miraculously healed. And they, you know, they're like miraculous, but it's like, it's because we're focusing on healing the energy root of the, the issues. So that's where I wanted everybody You come in, you share in the community. And then everybody's like, if you, if I told you like, Oh, Ellie, Ellie emailed me and said she had these amazing results. And I tell, tell people in the community, you're going to be like, you know, like that's impossible. <laughs> like, I don't really, you're making that up. You're making that up. So anyway, I wanted it to all, you always come from the horse's mouth. But the, the big thing is people get like, you get to learn how to use this device yeah. and how to take back control over your own health and healing process. So it's not just about, using the rejuvenator it's about all the other stuff like you know get rid of all the garbage and all the the stuff that you don't need those drugs and pharmaceuticals this community is like what makes it valuable is because the other companies out there that are so commercialized and being endorsed by all these biohackers i think you know which brand i'm talking about they don't have this community they don't have these testimonials or anecdotal um, success stories they don't have any of that all they have is glitz yeah. and glamour and modular sexiness and this looks good here beside your lamp yeah. and here on your door that's it yeah. but no real healing yeah. no real wisdom you know science quantum physics and all of that behind it 
unlike the rejuvenator. Well, and the, the thing that, you know, how a magician does his tricks, he like has moving his hands over here and he's doing something behind the scene, you know, but like, they so they distract you with all this like glam and sciencey sounding stuff. So, oh, they sound like they were talking about, and they distract you from the fact that where are the real world testimonials? Where are that, because, yes. and with tons of affiliates, you know, to pay, that get paid to push their product to their followers. Mm. So it's like, all those affiliates that like here, buy it with my coupon code, you know, and then it's like, they're getting a kickback for every single one of those. And you're paying all that extra money for all those kickbacks and all the advertising and the Google, the Google ads. I don't do any of that. I don't have affiliate. I've never spent a dime on advertising. Everybody in the rejuvenator community comes through word of mouth or from following their intuition and hearing, you know, hearing about light therapy. And then they go down a rabbit hole. And then they find they find one of my websites and they're like, and then the bells go ding ding ding. This is what I need. Or they find one of my YouTube videos and the bells go ding ding ding. This is, you know, their intuition is like, yeah, it's fine. This is what you need. Sometimes I hear from people, I researched red light therapy for a year. And I everything I kept finding was like, eh, no, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. And then and I tell them when they find out about the rejuvenator, that means now you're ready for, and sometimes people have to go through that learning curve, learning what they know isn't going to work for them, or maybe they buy these other devices and they feel worse. And then they're like, yeah. no, there's still something. And then they find out about the rejuvenator somehow. And then they're like, now that means now you're ready for true healing. You're ready to let go of, you know, these health issues that you may, may have, you know, been dealing with for decades in many cases. And now like you may, now you're going to get your life back at, you know, 75 years of age for the first time, you know, like, yeah, so yeah. And you hear all these amazing, that's what I love here. It's like when people are like, I, I feel like I got my life back. I have my life and I'm, I have my health under control and I'm like thriving and I'm happy and I'm, I'm not in pain all the time like I used to be. And I'm able to go out and enjoy my life instead of like constantly trying to manage their illness or disease. And that's, I have tons yeah, that's of, of success stories like that. And and I refer my clients to you like, hey, what is that red light there? You know, oh, go to this website and all. And they buy two or three. I think, you know, that, you know, the people I've referred yeah. people. To yes. You. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, that's, and that's how, that's, thank you for doing that. I always say, okay. thank you for paying it forward and going out of your way to help other people, because that's how we thrive as human beings. We thrive when we are helping others and it doesn't take a lot of energy. It's like, you know, it's not like, well, I'm going to go stand on a corner and walk this front. No, it's like, you're just like, you know, a friend that has a problem and really where it happens a lot is like, people are like, here, borrow my rejuvenator and do this and then, you know, tell me how you feel. And then they're like, yes. you know, a week later they're okay. Now give me my rejuvenate. Well, no, it's amazing. Can I just keep it? No, it's like, get your own. Like, you won't can I get yeah, the rejuvenator can, back? Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I, I, I've I actually, have so uh, yeah, I have so many. I've I, I've actually lent a couple, and one of them was for energy for more sex. <laughs> so and it worked yeah, like crazy. Yeah. And you know, we treat it down there, right? And it's yeah. like and and everywhere else, like for yeah. the energy, yeah. for rejuvenating the energy. And my by golly, it worked. And it's it's like they don't want to return it to yeah. me. It's I, like, can we can we borrow this for longer? Yes, of course you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then but then it's such a such an affordable price that that's where people are like usually when people are like okay give me it back buy your own <laughs> but yes. that, I, actually, I have i have so many people in the community also that have come and purchased 
they have their own and they, they discovered the hard way. Like if they lend theirs, it's hard to get it back. So they come and they buy like one or two extras so they can have them as loaner units just yeah. so they can lend them to friends and family members. And then they're like, and then, then they can keep that one for a month if they want, but, but then, then they get, then it's like, okay, well now you really should just get your own. So, but, and I'm always like, yes, lend them, lend them your rejuvenator, let them experience yeah. it. People, you know, it's like, that's a, the purpose of the pudding. So yeah, on my Instagram, there's hundreds, because I'm not very good about updating my website, but I have somebody that, you know, it's like all the testimonials that people share in the group. And then I'm like, you know, please share my testimonial like far and wide. And then those get put on my Instagram. So then you can go to okay. my Instagram and you can see. And what is, what is your Instagram? Uh, it's Instagram.com, obviously backslash or forward slash, whatever you call it. My first and last name, Leanne Venier, L-E-A-N-N-E, no period or space. Okay, so Leanne Venier, no space. Yeah, yeah, Leanne Venier. So in all of my social media is the same. Facebook.com slash Leanne Venier, LinkedIn.com slash Leanne Venier, Twitter.com slash Leanne Venier, Instagram.com slash Leanne So I don't Fabulous. I knew enough to keep things consistent. So yeah. my, my name is my brand. So in the red, yes, that's right. Created an offer to people if they want to buy it. i never try to talk people into it. when you're ready for it, you know, so <laughs> that's right. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to include all of these links to your show notes to the show notes of this episode. Leanne, thank you so much for gracing us with your wisdom, your presence, your profound humanness, and for helping humanity become better than yesterday. So thank you so much. And we hope to maybe someday have you again, if you have a new product uh, available or any updates, we would love to invite you again to the podcast. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ellie, for having me. And I always thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world because you're doing amazing stuff yourself and you have been for so many years and even with your your podcast and getting to so many people but the the work with your facility and everything because you're just a shining light in the world and we need more of us so the more the more people we help the more people we add to the people that are out there helping yeah thank you so much for having me thank you so privileged to be in your community and to be sharing the kind of work that you're doing bye in biohacking, you control your biology so it doesn't control you. But first, heal your mindset. To Biohacking and Beyond, see you in the next episode.